TAP episode 24 with Elijah and Heron Bancole. You guys ready? Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Think Alpha Project. And I'm your host, Valentine Ewudo. Once again, week after week, you know we're bringing out conversations that provoke your mind, make you think, and hopefully encourage and empower you to do better for your own life. Take some steps that you haven't taken before. All right. And in this episode, we're focusing on finance and specifically about knocking out debt. And I think this is a really important conversation because in this week, we have our guests, Elijah and Heron Bancole, out in Minnesota, and they discuss how they turned their finances around, wiping out $162,000 of debt in under three years. Mind-blowing. All right. And the couple shares their journey to becoming debt-free and how also... They became mentally and emotionally stronger by deciding to work on their goals. And they did it through using Dave Ramsey's methods, which if you go to the show notes, thinkalpha.net forward slash zero two four, you'll be able to see it. All the resources, how to reach out to them and also, you know, what they've used with Dave Ramsey. I know a lot of you guys have probably heard of them, of, of this guy in terms of finance and, and knocking out debt. All right. So in this episode, we talk about how they both got started. The changes and sacrifices they chose to make to their lifestyle and how they worked as a team to eventually zero out on their debt. And this is just so inspiring because, you know, you normally in my experience, I've always heard of this kind of conversation coming from I'll just be honest, you know, middle aged, maybe folks in their 50s or 40s. Uh, uh, white males like that's just being honest so this is a these are these are black folks and they're in you know they're in their late 20s early 30s they're young you know and they also have been able to knock that out being in the society that we are today like that's so awesome and we'll be talking more about that but we're gonna get right into the episode guys without further ado I bring to you guys Elijah and Heron Michael Man, dude, thank you guys for being on the Think Alpha Project. I'm really, really honored to to meet you guys, man. This, this has been great. Meet you guys virtually, that is. <laughs> right, through, <laughs> through the internet. Yeah, we're excited to be here, man. Thank you very much for reaching out and, uh, and wanting to have us on your show. We're definitely honored as well. Yes, thank you. Yeah, man. I, I mean, because I would say, especially, man, I saw it. I, I, I don't remember where I saw it. It was like one of those popular accounts. I mean, you guys went viral stuff, as you already know. Um, and then it was crazy, man, because I was like, oh, snap, man. It's my African people, man. I was like, this is cool. I, w- I said I could get with this. I could get with this. This is great, man. So so I'm, I'm telling you, the honor is all mine. It's the honor is all mine. So you guys are from, you guys live in, is it Minnesota? Yes, sir. Yes. Have, you, have you heard of Minnesota? <laughs> uh, man, I, I still need to go. I haven't even been. <laughs> yes, we are. How long have a, you guys been there for? Yeah, we're in St. Paul, Minnesota. Okay. Okay. St. Paul, Minnesota. Did you guys live there for a while or how long have you guys lived there for? Um, yeah, so uh, I was I, I'm originally from Ethiopia, so I was born and raised there for some time. 
And then I moved to the Midwest when I was nine. So I've grown up here almost my whole life. Wow. Wow. Okay. And I got here so at a young age as well. I got here at 11. So I've been in the country for some 18 plus years now. Oh, so wait. So you guys are both like from straight up from the motherland. Straight up. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Born Where did you guys raised. meet? Where'd you guys meet at? So we met in college, uh, my junior year at uh, University of Minnesota Duluth. Duluth is about two hours north of the Twin Cities. Uh, it was my junior year and her freshman year. So it was college. Oh, college oh and the rest was history. Rest oh, my look, God. Look at us now. <laughs> the rest <laughs> is history. <laughs> That's so cool. I actually went to high school in Nigeria. Um, I grew up here in L.A., and then when I was 13, I left. And then I was in a boarding school there for four years. And then I came back. Nice. So, yeah, so we all have that connection, which is really cool. Did your parents bring you back because just for the heck of it? Or was it because you were... Bro, man, like, that's a long story, Okay, man. that's <laughs> Oh, my God. But you, <laughs> that's for but another you know episode. What? Another episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's for another episode. But I'll tell you this, like, in general, I would say, you know, what was supposed to be a six-week um, little vacation, you know, when you all go back with family, it turned into, yeah, towards the end of it, it was like, hey, um, hey guys, do you want to, do you want to stay here for school? <laughs> this, yeah, so ended up for four years, man, and changed my life, you know, really, really changed a lot for me, so. I believe it. It's, uh, it is what it is. It's all good. All right, so, so guys, you guys wiped out Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I saw it on the article. It said $162,000 in debt. Yes, yes. Precisely. Um, the actual numbers are around 161800 and something. But and yeah. Cents. <laughs> Say like $100, $100 something dollars away from. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that roundup is justified. That's good. <laughs> That's good. So in, in less than, so how long did it take? Uh, it took us uh, two years and 10 months. Um, so about 34 months wow. total. Um, yeah, and we just got done a couple weeks ago. Oh my God, man. I just, this is so important. Like I got so excited because, you know, I think that we're, we live in a society, especially in America, where, you know, people are all about uh, consumption. Um, spending money to look good, you know, you know what I'm saying, and and to look rich or to to look whatever the image, and there's a lot of <laughs> people aren't talking about enough uh, the financial side of being an adult, you know, and and of course with your perspective, especially in our communities, the black communities, th this needs to be a, the topic of the conversation so much more. So I'm just in, really inspired, first of all. But second, I'm just interested in like you guys' mindset, you know, for you to have made the decision um, to do so. I got all kinds of questions, but I'm really excited about what you guys have to say about this. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely, definitely uh, an accurate description of the society that we live in. And, you know, when when the, the first time I decided to even share the story online, that was one of the things that. The more we started discovering that we wanted to do this, is one. The more we realized how much it really does not get talked about, like you just mentioned, right? Society and TV and 
people that you look at, the things they're sharing is about consumption, about you know what car you're driving, the jewelry, the nice clothes, but it's, it doesn't really get talked about very very often. So you know, when we decided to share our story, that was kind of one of the main motivation actually, is just tell people that it's okay to one, know that you're in debt and it's okay to celebrate something like getting out of debt. Oh my God, man. Yeah, like, and it's funny because even this kind of conversation, I'll be honest, like in, a, in the kind of community I grew up, I grew up in South Central LA, like a lot of these folks will say, man, that's some white people stuff. Like that's that's how bad it is. Like that's how terrible this kind of conversation is, you know? Um, and and um, I, I guess, okay, so what, obviously the fact that you're in debt is alone, I think alone enough motivation to be like, I want to knock it out. But more importantly, I'd like to know for each of you, like what really sparked this for you guys? Yeah, so I'll start. Um, so for me, it was, you know, a few years ago, um, about maybe a little over three and a half years ago, I was still in grad school at that time and kind of wrapping up my grad school journey. And I started, you know, we we both like during grad school, I worked full time. I actually had multiple jobs, two jobs and, you know, going to grad school full time. And Elijah was working full time. So we were paying all of our bills, our minimum payments. So we weren't really like struggling to pay um, any of our, our loans, especially our student loans. But one of the things that surprised me was, you know, when you start school, you don't you don't really get they don't, and nobody really talks to you about how much loan you're taking. It's at the end when you're about to leave, you have that exit interview. And right. um, I was coming up close to that. And then I started like, you know, digging a little more into my my student loans. And I realized how much interest uh, I had accumulated and I started calculating, uh, okay, so if we pay the standard payments, or at that time it was myself, if I paid the standard payments for 10 years, how much the interest would be. And it was just really overwhelming to think about, like, I only took this amount uh, amount of uh, loans out and I'm, t- I'm, you know, almost paying double, triple uh, in 10 right. years. And so I started, you know, creating a bunch of spreadsheets and just, you know, started researching about um, how do people pay off their loans. And um, I was like watching YouTube channels and reading blogs and a lot of people um, were talking about Dave Ramsey. And actually yeah. speaking of, you know, speaking about like how this is a white people thing, <laughs> you know, it's so <laughs> ironic. <laughs> because, I'm telling you. <laughs> because, True. yeah, I mean, everybody that I saw was talking about Dave Ramsey and, you know, they're mostly white. I didn't really see a lot of people that look like me. Um, there was a couple people on YouTube that had channels that were like, um, you know, black women that were really inspirational, how they talked about investing and paying off their debt. But um, it was really Dave Ramsey, uh, a lot of people were talking about. And then at that time, I read um, uh, this uh, blog of this uh, girl who finished grad school, she moved to DC, and she was able to pay off like $90,000 of her debts and her boyfriend at the same time. Um, was able to save like $75,000 in three years. Um, wow. Yeah. And so, and and they lived in DC and, you know, from her blog post at that time, I, uh, she had talked about how much she made. And I, you know, yeah. then I told Elijah, I was like, you know, they make a little less than us and they're able to, you know, pay this off in three years. Why can't we do it? Um, so that's right. kind of how it started for me is just um, kind of researching my own um, school loans and how to pay that off. Man, wow. Wow. So that's what birthed this idea. You were inspired by some folks who made less than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah actually, yeah. Um, 
and it was just watching their videos and reading about um, their journey. And I was thinking at first, you know, I was really skeptical because a lot of people were talking about, oh, we paid off this much in three years. We paid off this much in four years. You know, we paid off our house. And I was like, how does how is that possible? And ironically, <laughs> I didn't need to look that far, you know, because my parents, you know, are pretty much debt free. I mean, they paid off their house, they paid off their car. And so it was really interesting that I had to um, look somewhere else to get that inspiration, even though I had that uh, next to me. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really understand it. You know, like I thought, oh, they're adults. I mean, I I'm an adult, but, you know, they're grown. <laughs> they had, you know what I mean? And so right. I, I didn't have something to compare it to because I always, you know, they're immigrants and they didn't, they didn't have to worry about student loans and things like that. So I always thought it was easier, like, oh, of course you guys can afford to do this. But it's like, you know, they also paid off their house, their cars. And so, and that's pretty amazing too, to have that example. Oh my God, that's crazy. So, so Elijah, what about you? Or, 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 or was this one of those things where she was like, come on. <laughs> pretty much actually, to be honest with you, you know, we kind of, we kind of had our separate goals to be, to be in a better financial position for the future yeah. uh, but we're kind of working on, on our own at the beginning you know when i, I think it was about when i turned 25 that i kind of sat down and said it would be nice to be out of debt in five years at the age of 30. you know so i kind of started working towards hopefully be debt free not very aggressively but kind of you know made the goal to myself that i wanted to be all done with my debt by the age of 30 which kind of was a more of a wishful thinking and sort of had a plan but not really right. and so right. at this time that she decided to I want to call it epiphany, but I guess somewhat of an epiphany of let's let's sit down and really get this done. From that point, from the first time that she brought it up to us actually starting this together as a team, it took some some of six months or so, five about five months for her to finally convince me um, that this was the right thing to do. Because truly, I, I, from my perspective, we were doing fine. You know, we're making our monthly right. payment, our credit card. You know, we're making our minimum payment. To me, we're doing everything we're supposed to. You know, we're late on our payments. We weren't behind our payments. We were living pretty, you know, in my eyes, what we should be doing. And so to me, right. it was just extreme. It was unneeded. We're going to get it done in 10 years like everyone else. And that's what the plan is there for, you know. So let's put our money somewhere else. Let's continue to live comfortably like we're doing right now. So she came around and thank God she didn't quit on me. She just continued to remind me, hey, you know, I'm just, just so you know, remember what we talked about. This is doable. Why don't we go extra mile? <laughs> and I just, I didn't find necessary. But eventually uh, she was able to convince me. Oh my gosh! Eventually, huh? Eventually, it took a little work. But. <laughs> That's that persistence. Persistence yeah. is key, right? <laughs> That's cool, man. And once again, this is just so valuable for a lot of people. Um, I know that there's a lot of folks in your shoes. You know, my one of one of my brothers, for example, he's in a lot of debt um, from not only undergrad but grad school. You know, and that's that's the reality we live in. Me, I didn't go to grad school. You know, I didn't, I didn't end up doing anything grad school wise, but I got a full um, I got a full scholarship, academic scholarship. So I am fortunate to to not have any debt. Um, but I mean, I still have car debt. I still have other things like that. Right. And I, j I just wiped out my credit card debt. So that's good. But good man, job, man, good this for is, you. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I also recognize that I'm in a small percentage of people who, you know, they don't have that kind of debt that they have to face. You know what I'm saying? Right. So um, what what about like what is some of the biggest challenges that you guys faced while you were on your journey doing this? 
Um, so I think initially just really changing our mindset and our approach with money was some of a challenge. You know, we sat down. So she did. She took a lot of time convincing me. Once I was convinced, I went out. She introduced me to Dave Ramsey. I was like, wow, how do I not know about this guy? And how does everyone not know about, you know, this theory? You know, like very, very simple elementary way of thinking about money. Spend less than you make and get rid of your debt. That's really the number one key to building a good financial future. So once we started and we embraced the theory, I think adjusting our new lifestyle was a bit of a challenge initially. You know, sitting down yeah. and budgeting essentially on a week-to-week -week basis. And then from there, once we got used to, you know, budgeting and knowing that we want to define where our money went, the next challenge really was adjusting our lifestyle, you know, really understanding once we knew where our money was going and we'd say, you know what, we need to change and redefine where we put our money. It was a little bit of adjustment, you know, because that's the way we've lived for yeah. many, many years and we found nothing wrong with it. And so, you know, cutting back on spending, and, you know, things like saying no to people asking us to come out for happy hour or us redefining how we did date nights <laughs> rather than going out to a nice restaurant and, you know, having a glass of wine or something to, you know what, we have to Netflix and chill on the Friday night. Hey, man, it's real. <laughs> you know, like there's nothing wrong with that. And get creative with the date night. Let's go hiking. Let's go for let's go for a run. Let's, you know, let's do something in the park and just really re redefining what those things meant, I think, was a bit of an adjustment. But like anything else, once once we adjusted, you know, it, it became fun to find a new way to have date nights. It became fun wow. to rebudget how we can still go out maybe once a month with an, an invite from a friend, but also not break the bank. Right, right. Wow. Okay, so, dang, this is so, so important. Oh, my gosh. So you guys, because I feel like, for me, I'll just be honest, and a lot of folks, to make that kind of drastic change, at one point in my life, I was actually forced to do it. And that's a whole that's a whole nother story. But it was related to business, losing my business, you know, having to start from scratch. <clears throat> so, you know, I wasn't used to the I wasn't making as much as I used to. So therefore, I had to by force um, change, you know, change my lifestyle because it's not like the money was coming in. Um, but for you, but for you guys, you guys had to. If, I feel like you guys had to let go of a certain mindsets or a certain image. Like, did you feel like you had to do any of that? Was that something that that came to you guys as a challenge too? Um, well, you know, for me, um, I wouldn't say we let go of a certain image. Um, at least for me, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> um, I right. mean, I've always been, um, I grew up in a household where um my mom especially was really frugal i wouldn't say cheap but frugal like she was very mm. mindful and intentional about how she spent money right. and one of the things she taught us is that like you have to respect your your things as much as you respect yourself you know you don't know if you're gonna have it uh you're gonna have the money to buy other things later on so if you have something respect it use it wisely and then if you mm. need to upgrade upgrade so i've always had that mentality growing up and I've kind of kept that with me like I've only owned two cars in my life you know like I really try to use my items with respect and then uh, pass it on appropriately if I need to um, so for me I just felt like the only thing that was really hard like Elijah was saying is that it was kind of a journey that we started together and w without really any support so it, was, it felt a, l right. a little lonely to be um, we're really social people. We have a lot of friends. We have, you know, um, 
um, a lot of, we have a really big social life. And so to just say automatically, we had to like confront that and say, you know, yeah, we understand there's, you know, you want us to come out, but we can't do that because we're doing this. And um, it was really hard to explain for some people. Yeah, because you have to tell people what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did tell people what we're doing. Um, But it wasn't, it didn't become any easier because we had to also negotiate um, what events we'd go to and what what events we wouldn't go to. So we're used to going to a lot of birthday, you know, you know, everybody celebrates their birthday and you're going to go to dinner um, or um, so we had to figure out, okay, what are we going to prioritize? Like if there are big life events like weddings or you know, baby showers or something really big, we agreed that we would do that. We would go and support our friends. But if it's something like a birthday dinner we didn't have to go to, or if it's something that um, is just a dinner uh, hanging out, we had to decide and say no together. And so that's how um, we decided what we would do and what we wouldn't do. So in that in that way, we did have to change our lifestyle, um, especially eating out and just going out in general. That was a big shift for us. And it was a struggle. I, I would admit it was kind of lonely for the first six months. Um, mm-hmm. uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, uh, we're essentially we have to either find free activities or <laughs> use our very limited allowance <laughs> to try to fit everything. Sounds in. like college all over again. Man. Yeah. Exactly. And I was actually going to say uh, our, our mantra the whole time was we're going to live like broke college students. <laughs> <laughs> man, it was rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so uh, we just pretended that we're like we're just broke college students and we just don't have the finances. Um, you know, for this. And the funny thing is we'd have the money come into our account, but automatically we would, we would you know, pay our debt every two weeks, especially the first six months. So it's not like we had the money anyways. I mean, we were truly like that money was already gone. Right, <laughs> so, right, right. you know, there was no other option. Yeah, like you programmed your account to, to take the money. Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep, exactly. So you're not even thinking about it too. No, no. Yeah. We're just like, yep, I, 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 I was, we had both responsibilities. I would be the, the person to pay the debt. He would be the person that distributes the different money, you know, like our expenses, you know, what would wow. go towards our debt. And so every two weeks I would, you know, automatically and say, you know, I'm paying this much. I'm going to put $4,000 towards our debt. And he's like, okay, this is how much we have to live on for the next month. So can we do this? And that was it, you know? Um, so we wow. had to we had to really be um, mindful with our money um, because of that. Talk about a team, though. Like you guys. Oh, this is so great. This is so dope. Like, like straight teamwork right now. Really, really is. And I can't when I can I can't give the credit enough to my wife because, yeah. you know, to her point. So she grew up in a frugal life and frugal mindset and having that in our in our family and you know her mom has always been frugal and finding the deals and you know never buying at a full price for me i was that typical consumer type lifestyle person you know right 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 with my with my hustle and the dj life and i always wanted to look a certain way you know, not not trying to necessarily impress, but always trying to look fresh. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm not you know I feel like I'm in the limelight. Every gig is has to be a new shirt. You know, every gig and I I tell her it's just fifteen bucks. You know, it's just twelve dollars. I found it a good deal. It was a good deal, fifty percent off. You know, it's it's worth it. You know, and so for me that was that was an adjustment because once we said you know what we need to sit down and really we can only afford to budget if we're gonna get this done this amount of money. Only this dollar amount can go into new clothes once every few months or something. 
I had to get creative. Oh, we started we started naming and remixing our outfits. You know, we had to get good at remixing the outfits and making the same shirt work five different times and different and you know staggering <laughs> it over the last few months. So for me, that was an adjustment. That was an adjustment. Not going out every occasion to go buy a new shirts or some new jeans that I think is is a great deal. But you know, like like I said. It, if it wasn't for her and helping me really rethink the way we can do this and still look fresh and still be able to budget and, and still have a social life, you know, I, I don't think we definitely would not be here. Right, right. Absolutely. Man, uh, somebody, if you guys, if you, by the way, if you guys know somebody like that's like your wife, man, I, I need a good team. <laughs> I got you. Let me go scouting right now on the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Do some scouting for me, man. You know, your boy's still single. You know what I'm saying? Right, I got you. It's major oh key, man. It's major, major key. Having, having that right partner, man, I think just makes a oh, world of difference. Oh, yeah, because it's like the power of you guys doing something together and you saying, you know what? We're going to put our attention, our energy into this and we're going to accomplish this goal together. Like, what do you, how do you say that it's changed you guys as a couple? I could, yeah, I could talk about that a little bit. I, I think, you know, the I would say at least the first six months that we um, were doing going through this process, you know, we had to spend a lot of time together. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you know, whether it was weekly budgeting, um, whether it was for accountability checks or whatever. Um, and then the fact that, you know, we were spending majority of our time um doing like trying to figure out like you know fun and interesting things that are free to to do on our off times i think that brought us a lot closer because for me one of the things i think about is that especially our generation we're so it's really we're overwhelmed by like different things not only options but just different things that are and just available to us and um, when you are more intentional about doing something that's like, okay, I'm gonna, we're gonna plan something and I'm, we're gonna take turns planning a date night that has nothing to do with spending money, that has nothing to do with doing something extravagant. I feel like that gives you an opportunity to just be together more and more, you're more mindful about what you're doing and it just t- kind of takes the, the other distraction away. Yeah, for sure. And um, so I think that gave us an opportunity to just be so much closer. And then also, uh, you know, talking about um, our struggles, you know, like I struggle with coffee. I'm Ethiopian. I mean, that's just in my gene. <laughs> I love coffee. <laughs> and coffee these days is expensive <laughs> if you go to Starbucks or Caribou or anything like that. And we would have, when we have meetings, we would always have, you know, a, like basically an audit, you know, um, of like, okay, how, how, how are you doing, you know, with the coffee spending? And then I would talk to him about how he's doing with other stuff. And I think that brought us closer. It was like, it, it just built that team mentality even more. It was kind of like, you know, when you're working yeah. with a personal trainer and you're talking, you're being more vulnerable and authentic yeah. um, about your struggles and what you're struggling with, or I'm having a hard time with this. It just automatically brought us even closer than we were. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Jeez, yeah, it's, it's, it, I think this kind of game, like you said, it required you both to be very vulnerable because I think spending how you spend your money, that's sensitive, man. Mm-hmm. That's something personal, <laughs> you know, so to really be that open with each other for that long, I, I feel like it's it really raised the level of you guys intimacy and, and connection together. Do you guys agree with that? 
Absolutely agree. Oh, I think, wow. I, I mean, for sure, this journey to me, you know, as we went along, that's the one thing I did notice is it spilled over to different parts of our relationship because, you know, a lot of the reasons why this this was successful were were skills that was applicable in other parts of the relationship. The transparency, the discipline, the communication, those are all things that I remember times that we would have disagreement about other things that were in finance, we would remind ourselves like, if we're able to achieve, you know, if we're, if we're able to do what we're doing right now with our finances, there's no reason we can't really figure this other conflict out. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, things like transparency and just being able to communicate and be vulnerable was definitely, definitely uh, instrumental with other parts of the relationship because of the financial part of it. Wow, man. Oh, this is great. So I, I, I do want to transition into like, uh, you know, couple stuff, man, because, you know, that's coming one of these days. <laughs> Who knows? But I was going to ask you, you know, from this, from this kind of thing, like what, what do you guys, um, what is you guys advice, you know, to a couple who, uh, uh, and, and here, let me reframe it actually, cause I'm going through it in my mind. So a couple who is together, this has made you stronger, but I don't think that you guys walked into this on purpose saying this is going to make us stronger. Or maybe you did. I don't know. But my question is, like, what do you guys have in terms of advice for couples who really want to go for the long run um, to to come closer? Um. To me, I think, like I like I always tell my wife, when we started this journey and through the entire process of this journey, I was telling her when I was like, I, I can see why finance is the number one reason for divorce. It just, it makes so much sense why finance is the number one reason why people cannot <laughs> make a marriage work. Because there's so much that goes into being on the same page. Yeah. That when it, if, if it's not done right, or if you can't, be on the same page, I can see how we can definitely make, make or break a relationship. Right. And so right. for me, I think the first advice I will tell anyone is, is transparency. You know, coming together, we were doing, we were doing fine on our own. We kind of knew what each other was doing with each other's money, but it really wasn't until we sat down, came up with our plan. So we're going to follow Dave Ramsey some baby steps and decided to really join our bank account, which for me was more of a, was Took a little more work than for her. For her, that's just how things are supposed to be when you're married. We're not roommates. We're not going to be sharing bills. We're going to come together as one. Right. You know, that that first few months, it does take a little bit of adjustment. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, like, knowing what I know now and having gone through this, I would not have it any other way. So the first advice I will tell any couple is the transparency is so key. Because when you're able to have those fights together and then come together and make a decision together, it just makes a world of difference. You know what I mean? Just to be able to be that transparent and make decisions together. If it's caribou, if it's a new shirt, if it's going out, knowing that that's all a decision that is made together, it just make such a world of difference. You know? And I think probably the second advice I would say is just having a really no no judgment zone. Right. <laughs> you know? oh, no, yeah. no matter what each person struggles, because coming in, if you have debt and this person has debt, that's not, that's not really the problem. You know, that doesn't really, in my eyes at least, that doesn't really then result in, oh, we can't be together because you have debt. It's more of, are we on the same page mentally without judging each other? Do we have the same similar game plans to say, one, we both agree that we don't want to be in debt, and two, we want to tackle this together as, you know, as a unit to get rid of this debt. 
And so once that mentality is there and there's no judgment, you know, and, and you're really able to work together, to me, there's just, there, 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 there's no end to what you guys can achieve together um, as a couple. And I, I would say um, for me, it's, it's really important to have a shared goal and plan um, that's co-created and co-led because um, if I had come to Elijah, you know, when I had discovered this idea and I was and I just said, you know, we're doing this and you have no choice and we're just doing this because it's important to me. I don't think that would have gone well um, because mm -hmm. it's not something that he was convinced of. It's not something that uh, we co-created. Uh, but, you know, I patiently waited while I was doing my own research uh, for five months. And then when he got on board, we sat down and created a plan together. Um, wow. I didn't create a plan and present it to him. We uh, decided even like to what spreadsheet template we're going to use. <laughs> I mean, that was, you know, even something small detailed like that. We were like, yep, okay, what would work for you? What wouldn't work for you? Um, and so I think that's really important because sometimes I think one of the things that happens is you get really frustrated, especially when the person, one person is ready and the other person is not. Um, or one person is, is the spender and the other person is the saver. Um, you can have a lot of resentments that come in to that Correct. relationship uh, because you may feel, you know, I'm doing my best and I'm doing this and you're doing that. And a lot, there's a lot of blaming, a lot of shaming that happens. So I think it's really important to be not only to communicate, but to also have a shared plan, shared goal um, in order to, to really um, be successful long-term. Right. Yeah. I think it's nothing like, I mean, I've never, I haven't yet done that with anybody, but anytime I've done something with someone where we have a shared goal, like you guys said, and then we go through challenges together to accomplish that, it like it's brought me, that person, it's brought us so much closer. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah, be it with my brother or a friend of mine. It's like I have some of my best friends. I feel like we have this deep, deep connection because we've gone through some challenges and come out on top together. Yeah. So it's just it's amazing to hear that from you guys. OK, OK, cool. So this this is great. So just um, in general, because in closing, we're about to come to a close. I want to ask you guys and I want to get this from each of you. Um, what like I want you guys to think about something that people need to understand about life in general. First thing that comes to your mind. People need to understand in life that you feel like most people are missing. Mm. Do you guys get the question? Yeah. Yeah, that's deep. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so, you know, for me, um, and, and, you know, and this may be something that people, some people may understand, but I think for me, um, being young, at least being really, when I was younger, even that I, I felt invincible and I always felt like I was just living for today. Um, uh, until I, I really, you know, woke up and realized like if I if I'm even if I am living for today, I need to really think about what I'm doing tomorrow in terms of how I'm planning my my life for the next day, not only for my life, but also for my family. Mm. And um, that's something that just continues to resonate with me throughout this whole process, because, um, you know, we're really blessed enough to make we are a two income household. We have both careers that we're really passionate about that pay us really well. 
And if we had just gone on our journey of life, just thinking, oh, you know, we're just going to look for today and just splurging on everything or just doing whatever we wanted, I don't think we would be here today. And so just making sure that you always, you know, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Even if your life is good today, um, tomorrow may be a different struggle. And um, even just listening to Dave Ramsey, one of the things that always resonates with me is that he talks about, you know, if you haven't had any kind of life setbacks, um, there's like the seven year thing that he talks about, like mm-hmm. every seven years, uh, a life setback happens. Mm-hmm. And that is so true. Um, because the older I get, um, I'm realizing more and more that there are so many things that could happen. You could lose a job, you could lose your loved one, um, mm-hmm. someone really important to you or, um, uh, or, you know, anything else, or you can even lose your health. And so, um, you know, that's just something that's, um, that, uh, I feel like a lot of people don't really think about um, in life. And so, um, yeah. Yeah, that was great. That was great. See, and I was off the top. You know, you didn't get ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to top that, huh? So yeah. I have some time to print. Your turn. Um, from my end, I think one thing that I've come to realize, especially through this through this journey of almost three years, is it's just it's it's clear to me more than ever that especially in this country, you really have the key to your life and how your life plays out. Hmm. You know, there's a lot of nonsense that is in this country. There's a lot of things that are not right about this country. But the one thing that I do know is with this country, as long as you have a will, you can literally be whatever you want. As long as you're willing to really put the plan in play and you're willing to make it happen. I mean, and so for me, like just knowing that once we decided that, you know, going back to why we're here with this finances, when we sat down, we say, you know, what's our motivation? What's going to really keep us going the times that it's hard? It's really understanding that, you know, using Dave Ramsey's terminologies, again, really changing your family tree mm-hmm. and really changing how your life plays out. Is this is a major, major key and major part of that. I always tell my wife that we're probably going to look back and we're going to have a great appreciation because right now it's still kind of we're like, this is cool and it's nice, you know, but. I don't think it's really, really fully hit us yet of, you know, the fact that we paid off this much debt and, and what is going to result. But for me, it's just it's becoming more and more clear that we are now really controlling how our life is going to play out. Because without no debt, you know, without having the, the burden of paying credit card and student loans, does now really get to dictate how we want the rest of our life goes in regards to our finances. Right. And so for me, it's just realizing that, you know, you really can be whatever you want and you really can control your own destiny as long as you're willing to work for it. Wow. Man. Had to let that sink in for a minute, man. (laughs) 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 No, no, this, this, this has been great. Wow. No, you guys are, you're saying some amazing things, man. And I I just, once again, really appreciate you guys and your time for uh, sharing this with, with my audience, you know, because there's a lot of folks once, once, like I said before, that need to hear stuff like this. Um, this conversation doesn't have to happen too often. So if I, I feel like if I had an opportunity to spread uh, this kind of conversation, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. And mm. and I know you guys are doing the same because you guys started a a YouTube channel. Yeah, you sure did. Yeah, when we started yeah. our journey. Um, mm-hmm. Um, two and a half or over two years ago, we did it for our own motivation <laughs> to, <laughs> to keep too. us accountable. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now I think it's, you know, and then throughout the process, it was turning into more of 
uh, knowledge building uh, for other people too. Because like you said, we noticed that um, a lot of people in our own communities don't really talk about this topic. It's a really taboo topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, and, you know, for me, representation matters. And when you yeah. see people that yeah. look like you, mm-hmm. uh, that have similar experiences as you, you not are not only inspired, but you really can think that, yes, this is possible for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. You might not know exactly how, but at least that, that um, at least that's in your mind. Like, yes, I can do it. People like me that look like me did it. And so I think that's really important. So um, yeah, we do have that channel and we try to add stuff on it as much as we can. Um, but yeah. That's cool. So that's it's, cool. what's, the name, what's the, the name of the channel? Uh, YouTube.com. Our channel is unconventional millennials, unconventional okay. Okay. millennials. All right. Convention, unconventional millennials. So I'll make sure that you, we do, I make show notes for each episode. So I'll make sure that we have all like links to this channel as well as you guys's um, I know you go, you guys are both on Instagram. How do we find you both on Instagram for those who are listening? So for me, it is at DJ Banky, DJ B-A-N-K-E is my Instagram. Yes, sir. I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, it's her own. It's H-E-R-O-W-N uh, underscore A. Um, and that's how we okay. That's how we find you guys. Well, cool. So, guys, once again, for those everybody who's listening to this, this has been a blessing. I hope you guys got something from this. And before we go, one more thing. I know you guys mentioned a lot of Dave Ramsey, and I, I came upon him a, a few years ago too. Especially, I remember him talking about this like snowball method. Is that do you guys are familiar with that too? Now, what is how do um what do you what would you guys refer people to? Um, the, like, what resource would you refer folks to as it relates to Dave Ramsey? Just go Google him or what? What do you think? Yeah, I think the easiest and fastest way is just getting on YouTube and just typing in Dave Ramsey. If you type in Dave Ramsey on YouTube, goes his channel. Every day he has multiple, multiple videos from his live show that he uploads on there. So it's just endless amount of content that we used many times just to stay motivated hearing debt-free stories. He has a segment called the debt-free scream where you get to go up there and you scream and tell your story of how much you paid off and what time frame. So adding up Dave Ramsey on YouTube is definitely a great way to start and to get motivated. Uh, in addition, um, we bought his book, The Total Money Makeover, which really goes into detail about those seven baby steps, which includes the snowball that you just mentioned. Um, baby step number two, paying off all your debt using the snowball method. So picking up that book, I think, is also very instrumental. Um, those are really the resources that we used, um, but there's also uh, multiple, multiple other resources that Dave Ramsey um, has to offer. Wow, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, he has a couple other free um, resources on his website as well. Um, like there's a Every Dollar Guide to Budgeting. Um, it's very short read. It's free. You don't have to buy it. You could just download it too. And that just shows you how you could budget. Um, and it also actually gives you like template for like how you can create Excel spreadsheets for budgeting um, and paying off uh, your debt from smallest to largest. And right. so that's another really great tool that we use. And a lot of the stuff that we use, I mean, majority of the stuff that we, we used was free. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of it was on YouTube, actually. And so, um, yeah, we only bought like one of his books and then a couple other books that were not non-Dave Ramsey books. And um, yeah. Wow. Are you guys ready to write a book? I'm just saying. 
Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you just saying. Life is, life is crazy busy right now, but you never know. Who, who knows? Who knows where life will bring us? <laughs> who knows, man? Because I'm saying Dave Ramsey's probably, I don't know, in his 50s or something, man. Look, we need some folks who are in their 20s and 30s writing right. something, man. You know yeah, what I'm I know. Yeah, there's it's it's really interesting be, the feedback we get about Dave Ramsey because obviously people have different perceptions about him, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. especially people of color. Yep. <laughs> so yep. I mean, because he does have a little bit of that pull yourself out from the bootstraps type of mentality, um, which you know that has an, a problem. That's a problem of, of its own um, too. But um, yeah, I know. But there's also other people like his and her money. Um, they're a, a two uh, a wife and a husband. They're a black couple. They're really, really cool. They were actually really inspirational in our debt free journey too. And they have a YouTube channel. They have a podcast. Um, and we followed them uh, because, like I said, representation representation matters. So um, they're called His and Her Money, um, and they're really cool. So that's another resource too for people that don't want Dave Ramsey. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, all of these are going on the show notes. All of these. So, so yeah, once again, guys, um, it's been such a blessing, such an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you as well. Thank you for everything that you do in creating a platform like this to invite us. And, you know, we creeped on your Instagram when you, when you added us and you're doing great things, you know, from, from, from the financial literacy part to the fitness, to the entrepreneur mind that you are. So thank you very much for the things that, that you do. And, for inviting us uh, to the show. Definitely not. Yes, thank you. All right, guys, that is a big wrap. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I know that I did. Super thought provoking. Now, I want to know most likely you have some debt of your own. So I want to know how you guys are knocking that out. All right, if you guys feel free, leave a comment in our Instagram post or on the webpage, thinkalpha.net forward slash 024. Make sure you leave a comment. Let us know how you feel and what you're doing in your own personal life to knock out some of your own debt. Um, but other than that, just give a shout out in general. You know, share this. If you know this will benefit someone, please share. You know, this these episodes are they come out to benefit um, everybody who listens to it. So once again, thank you guys so much. Let's make some things happen. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace.